Welcome, everybody, to episode 87 Hangover. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Uh, we are doing a preview episode for Bioshock Infinite today. Uh, we're also all on Skype, so bear with us if we kind of kind of bump into each other when we're when we're talking. So we haven't quite gotten the hang of of everyone being on Skype, and and Eric's not joining us because he's not even sure he's going to get Bioshock Infinite right away. So um, I think he wants to play through at least the first one and pro- possibly the second one before he gets into Bioshock Infinite. So, um, but yeah, a little background information. It's uh, developed by Irrational Games and 2K Marin, uh, published by 2K Games. Obviously, um, we're pretty big fans of Take Two Games, so um, you know they they should at least hopefully do a do a good job with it. And the player assumes the role of Booker DeWitt, who is tasked with liberating a woman named Elizabeth from the floating city city of Columbia. Um, obviously, it's a new location from the previous games, which were located in Rapture. It also predates Rapture. Um, I think this game takes place in the early 1900s. Yeah. 19, yep. I want to say 1919 or 1909 or 1911. I don't remember the exact date, but it is supposed to take place quite a bit before um, the events of the first Bioshock game. I want to say it's the 20s. Could be the 1920s. I, I don't really recall. But, uh, Corey, you suggested this, and they had, um, I don't know if it was probably the, the developer or publisher that, that did this, but they made, um, like, old-school documentary videos of trying to find the Lost City of Columbia. Yeah. And you suggested like the them. You, yeah, like the ones you'd watch in, uh, in the seven, middle school or something. Yeah, that were from the 70s or maybe early 80s. On VHS. Yeah, yeah, it was it was done in that style, and they were they were really good. Um, it almost made you know it kind of helped uh, create the legend of the city of the floating city of Columbia. Um, so that's that's a good uh, taste of what you can expect from from uh, Bioshock Infinite, right? Nineteen twelve. Nineteen twelve. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Good to have that information. So yeah, I mean, I think the the machinery in the game kind of reflects that a little bit. It's it's a very steampunk type setting that you're going to be. I mean, there was a little it was a little steampunky in in Bioshock one and two too, but n- not as much so. It's, it was more uh, that was more like 1950s style theme as opposed to the the older steampunk theme. Um, so there's that. Uh, multiplayer in Bioshock Infinite was scrapped in favor of more concentration on the single-player experience, which I was very happy to hear. Um, I, yeah. I always hate when I hear that they, they commit re- valuable game resources on, on making a multiplayer that's not interesting and that probably no one will play after after a short amount of time, you know? Will? How do you feel about that? Because I, I know you... Did you play the Bioshock 2 multiplayer? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Um, from what I played, it was actually pretty solid, and I enjoyed it for the short time I played. Um, but, I mean, I'm more of a single-player guy in these type of games, so right. I'm happy to see that they focus more of their attention on the single-player than tacking on a multiplayer. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, like you said, shortly after, probably no one played it anymore, right? Yeah, because I played it when it uh, initially came out, so, I mean... There weren't, like, Call of Duty numbers on there, but there were a decent amount of people because Bioshock was a bigger title. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Corey, you probably wouldn't have any interest in a Bioshock Infinite multiplayer, right? Nah. Yeah. That's not why. I don't think that's why anybody's getting it. No, I agree. Um, and once again, you know, I'm glad that they're taking resources away from that because even if it's a different development team that's making the multiplayer for the game, you're still taking money or, like, spending money that doesn't need to be spent. 
you know, um, and with the trouble, financial trouble that a lot of publishers are in, uh, you know, it's best to save money and not, not waste it on making a multiplayer that no one's going to play. So, well, they'd, they'd make the case that it extends the life of the game and prevents trade-ins and stuff like that, which it may or may not, but you know, again, well, I, I I mean, maybe you have to take it at a game by game basis, but I don't think Bioshock two we'll use as an example was a game that people held on to their copy because they could play the multiplayer. No, probably not. Yeah. Maybe the DLC, they would hold on to their game, but not, sure. not multiplayer. Cause that's that why game. people are getting it. They're getting it for the setting and the story and right. the gameplay. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that. Um, it'll also feature a unlockable 1999 mode, which dramatically increases the difficulty of the game by limiting resources, uh, making choices in game permanent, making weapons that you haven't specialized in useless. Uh, There will be saves in 1999 mode because, according to creative director Ken Levine, you're going to fucking need them. So uh, that really sounds awesome. It's something I'll probably try because if if I like Bioshock Infinite um, half as much as I like the first Bioshock, I'll play it through it several times. So it's something to add that extra layer of challenge and difficulty to to an already solid game, you know? I like it, but I don't ever play games more than that much. Right. Um, I don't know. Unless it has like a cool new game plus mode, right? Like like Bastion, I thought was I, I thought I might play again. It turns out I'm not gonna. But you know, well, you kinda, may kind of tease me with the new game plus, right? And you may you may just have a rainy day and be like, hey, you know what? I want to play Bastion. Yeah. And that's one of the good things about having downloadable games. You know, that'll sit on your computer. And right. One day you'll get the hankering to play it. You don't. You know, you're not gonna trade it in because you can't. Right. Um. You'll you'll get the hankering to play it and it'll be there waiting for you, you know, whenever you want it. Yeah. But at the other end of the spectrum with Bioshock, I'll buy it, play it, trade it in. Oh, cause you're getting that for console. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Or I'm going to get a hard copy anyway. Right. What, what about you? Well, you're getting, getting it for 360 or PC. I'm getting it for the 360. Okay. Oh yeah. I wanted, to, I want to get it for the computer because I heard like the graphics are better on it, but I don't know. I get the bigger games for uh, my 360 still. Right, right. Okay. So I'll be the only one getting it for PC. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fine. Uh, I was actually wondered if you were going to get it for PC too, Will, because your PC is currently down. I haven't had the opportunity to fix it yet. So. Yeah, that was another reason, because um, I recently pre-ordered it when my computer went down. Mm-hmm. So that was one of a, a main reason why I got it for 362, or another important reason. Right, right. Because I wouldn't be able to play uh, the day it came out. Okay. Will, do you think you're going to try the 1999 mode? Yeah, I definitely will because I'm the type of person who likes to play uh, campaigns in the hardest difficulties. Uh-huh. Um, like I did it for all the Call of Duties and I've done it for the Mass Effects and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm definitely going to try it out. Yeah, if I like a campaign or a single-player mode, I'll, I'll usually play it to death too. But, uh, you know, lately Guild Wars has taken up so much of my gaming time that I, I don't know if I'll get around to it. Maybe in the summer. Uh, I'll probably just play it once for now and then and then move on to the next game or go back to playing more Guild Wars. But uh, I'll at least give the 1999 mode a shot and see see what it's like because I, I really like the idea of that. Because mm-hmm. um, even on the hardest difficulty, like a lot of games are, they just make it so that you're, you, you take a lot more damage more quickly and everyone's more accurate. I don't feel like it's more difficult as much as it's aggravating. Yeah, they just boost the computer stats up. Yeah, and you're you're like handicapped, but this one with the limiting resources and uh, making it so you're 
the weapons you don't specialize in are, are basically useless. I, th- I think that's a good way to make it more difficult and not just uh, have the enemies have a lot higher health and uh, have you only be able to take one or two bullets before you go down, you know? Yeah. So, sounds good. Uh, thumbs up for that. Uh, Bioshock Infinite was delayed a few times, which was a concern for a lot of people. Um, it'll probably end up being a good thing. It seems seems like a good game. And, I, and I'm glad they didn't rush it to the market when it wasn't finished, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we're all in agreement. I, I Probably a handful of people were upset that it was delayed, but I think most people would rather see a solid release game than have it be patched a bunch on, and, and have a bunch of bugs on day one. It may still have those. I don't know. But um, at least they are, weren't afraid to delay it and, and, and finish it up. At least that's what it seems like for now, right? Yeah, and it looks like a pretty sharp game. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Watching gameplay videos when I was doing my my preview for it, I was like, oh, it looks so awesome. I can't wait. Um, the specs are a little bit high, though, for the for the PC I, I saw, which is a good thing. It means it's got some staying power graphically. Sure. I don't have them in front of me, but I knew I, I was kind of surprised at how high the, the recommended specs were. Well, see, our PCs are out of date already. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think my PC's out. Well... Your PC's less out of date than mine is. Yours is better than mine, but... My PC has a name. What, what did you call it? It's named <laughs> Modesty. Modesty? Yeah. Nice. Mine's Predator, but that's just because it's the model name for the computer that I bought. I named mine Modesty because it has heavy lifting hardware, but it just has a very simple, boring white case. Oh. I like the... What, what, what case is it? Uh, I don't remember. It's the N... NZXT? Yeah. NXZT? Um, Phantom? No, no. It was one of the cheap ones, like 30 bucks or something like that. Oh, okay. Because I was looking... Those look really cool. I was the, actually... The NZ, NXZT or NZXT is a, the kind of case I want to get if I if and when I build another computer. This one's fine. I mean, the, the cable management is, is there, and it has lots of uh, fan space and stuff and I, I had no issues with it good which is important definitely if the fans yeah yeah when i was uh upgrading mine a little bit the the power supply that i got for it <coughs> had a fan in it so that helps helps the airflow a lot which is nice mm-hmm. the other one just had a fan in the back and would blow that air from the outside in but this one sucks it and i have there's vents on the side so it sucks air in through the vent and then spits it out the back which is perfect so that was nice. Uh, but anyway, back on to Bioshock Infinite. There was a little bit of controversy over the cover, uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, it, it it was only a minor controversy, and I think maybe it was a slow week for gaming news, so they wanted to they wanted to stir up the 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 gaming press wanted to stir up a little a little shizzle with their uh, with the cover cover of Bioshock Infinite. It shows the main character Booker Dewitt. Um, with a shotgun slung over his shoulder, you know, kind of, kind of looking angry into the into the player, I guess, as you're holding the box. Um, and a lot of people didn't didn't like that. I I didn't really like it either. I think it looks boring. It's boring. Yeah, it's it's done before. You know that that whole type of thing. Um, but we I, we actually had a discussion on the podcast about it, and uh, you know they're they're probably trying to maybe market the the game to more people than than people that just know about the game, you know, they're, they're trying to market it to FPS fans that might not otherwise have heard of it or the people sure. that only play gears of war or halo or, or, you know, that type of type of thing. So, 
Which is understandable. I think we all are in agreement on that. Yeah, it's understandable. Um, but they did, however, offer on the – was it printable covers or was it a flippable cover? I think they voted on a flippable cover, right? Flippable, yeah. Okay. And they uh, they gave you a whole bunch of other ones you could download. Okay, download to print off if you wanted another one. Yep. And those looked really cool, a lot of them. Um, I think the one that won was the red one that has Columbia – like in the background and it's like a gold it almost looks like a ancient like asian chinese drawing or something like that right yeah that's, that's the one that ended up winning i think it, that was the one that was for the reversible yeah okay um which i thought looked awesome and i thought it w- looked a lot better and more artistic than the the cover they had picked but uh as it turns out i'm not even going to care about the cover because i'm not going to have a cover for my copy of bioshock infinite because it's just going to be a downloadable downloadable game for me so your cover is in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to be whatever the the icon is for it. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, there's a lot of pre-order deals right now. If you're looking to, if you haven't pre-ordered it yet and are still looking to do so, um, Amazon. If you pre-order the digital version, it gets you thirty dollars in credit to be spent on another two K game, which is the option I took. Uh, and that thirty dollars will probably go towards a copy of Borderlands Two for me. Wait, where's that from? Amazon. You, you could, if you pre-order the digital copy, you get thirty bucks. Yep, thirty bucks to be spent on another two K game. Oh, that's tempting. That is real. That tempting. way, I can download it at midnight, right? Yep, because uh, it gives you a Steam code, or it give, I think it might give you an Origin code if you want. I'm not. I just use it for Steam, so I don't know. Dang. Uh, but you can also, I think you can download it directly from Amazon too. Maybe it gets activated on Steam, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But yeah, you could. You, it'll give you a Steam code if you if that's what you want. And yeah, thirty dollars in credit to be spent on another two K game. It expires a year from now, so you have plenty that's, of time to save that up. That's probably a better deal than me buying it and trading it in. Probably, right? I'll always have it. Yeah, that, and you won't get thirty dollars when you trade it in. I don't think. Maybe a little over, uh, right around thirty. Probably, yeah, probably like yeah, probably right around thirty. It's probably worth it just to do that. Yeah. Um, from a financial standpoint, uh, Steam has, if you pre-order it, you get the first Bioshock, Team Fortress 2, and XCOM Enemy Unknown with your pre-order. Um, I have no experience with Team Fortress 2, but Bioshock is an excellent game, and XCOM Enemy Unknown is an excellent game. So if you don't have either of those, um, that's a great deal. Uh, is it Team Fortress 2 free-to-play anyway? I don't. Yeah, it is. is it? Okay, so it, maybe it's just a bunch of stuff for Team Fortress 2? Probably. Yeah, okay. It'll probably give you a bunch of stuff with it. I didn't know how that worked exactly. But, yeah, uh, if you don't have Bioshock or XCOM Enemy Unknown, obviously that's a great a great deal. Because uh, XCOM is a great game that just came out last year. So, last fall, which is shocking. Um, and then Green Man Gaming... Gamersgate and Get Games are tossing in a few free games along with pre-order. Most of them seem to be 2K games. Like I think a couple of them you can get Civ Five for free, um, and then like they, a lot of them have Bioshock and Bioshock Two um, that you can get along with the pre-order of Bioshock Infinite. So uh, those are all the deals I could scrounge up. So uh, what are you guys? What are you guys thinking about Bioshock, Corey? What do you? I'm excited. I like these games that are a little bit more. Uh... I don't want to say what's the word I'm looking for. These games that kind of draw on more real world stuff. Right. It, it, to me, it, it just seems like the equivalent of a really well written piece of fiction, like a novel or something like that. Yeah. Know, everything it draws on like religion and American exceptionalism and, yep. and all that stuff. And I was just looking, uh, 
before we started at some of the like in-game artwork and it, it kind of draws from uh world war one propaganda yeah the old propaganda stuff is really awesome that they yeah that they and i love all that stuff and it's, yeah yeah i'm just really into that whole whole idea and in that time period is really exciting too to to explore and, and just the whole idea of columbia and the floating continent and all that stuff i don't know or floating whatever it is yeah. city yeah yeah and steampunk's always fun yeah yeah definitely Will, what about you? Um, I'm really excited for it. This game I've been really excited for for a while, and um, the thing that got me the most excited for it was the uh, setting. Columbia is a really cool idea for the game, and I don't know. I really love Bioshock uh, One and Two, uh-huh. so cause I, I just played Bioshock One. So, oh, did you going on to what's up? Was that the first time you played it? Uh, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time I played it for like a, more than an hour straight. Okay. So yeah, Bioshock One's still fresh in my head, and I love Bioshock Two, so I'm really excited to play Infinite. All right, did, is it? Have, did you beat Bioshock as part of your four in February? Yeah, I did. I beat Bioshock Two before I beat Bioshock One. Okay, that's right. And what? Uh, what? Did, I don't remember when we talked about it, but what'd you think of the first Bioshock? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It got into my uh, top five shooters of all time. Oh, did it? We did our episode, yeah. Okay. Did we do our episode before or after? Uh, I think I had just be it when we did that episode. Okay. And it was in your top five? Yep, it was. Right. Yeah, I, I usually forget about what we talked about just immediately after we finish recording an episode, so <laughs> I don't remember anything. But. I just really liked uh, the shooting mechanic and how the plasmids work, and I'm excited to see how they go in Infinite. Yeah, I, it's not plasmids in, in Infinite. It's called something Tonics else. Tonics or something like that? No, it's, um, all right. Dang it. So it's a V, I think. It's in my, uh, it's in my preview, and I, I don't oh, recall. Oh, yeah, um, vi- vis? Vigor. Vigor. Vigors. That's right. So that, yeah, that'll be cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, too, uh, obviously, because we're doing a preview for it. I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, you know, you're addicted to a video game when it could come out and not come out and you don't really care either way. Uh, you know, I don't want it to interrupt my Guild Wars 2 time, but <laughs> at the same time, I'll probably fire it up and, and not be able to stop playing it. So, yeah. And, and like Corey, I like a lot of the historical tie-ins and the, 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 um, what's the word? Not, not allegory, but, uh metaphor yeah the the metaphorical stuff that's in it that that ties into real world things i think i think that's a really really cool way way of storytelling and yeah it's uh i i'm actually really excited for the interaction between booker dewitt and the the character he's going after elizabeth um you know even without playing the game i think they're uh interactions and like how their relationship develops is going to be really interesting to me and just yeah the gameplay side of it too it's just, just like an ai who plays the game with you yeah with you i think it's really interesting yeah so you know hopefully the ai is good and and i'm sure it is i don't i've think heard they... that it is really good did you guys read the ign the exclusive ign review no uh i read the kotaku's review of the review <laughs> yeah that was funny uh, but i didn't i didn't read the the review only because i don't i don't like things spoiled for me but i know they gave it a really good score yeah, and 
this is kind of an aside, but it's another one of those things that kind of bugs me about the gaming industry and games journalism is they probably paid to get an exclusive get get an exclusive review. Oh, you think they they paid? IGN. Yeah. Why else would they get to break the the, the embargo before anybody else? I don't know. That's a good point. They had to have paid for it. Huh. Or do you think? Well, this is probably less likely, but do you think maybe they gave it to IGN? They gave it to IGN because they knew IGN had the biggest reach. That's what I thought. Yeah, but why not just why 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 not just let everybody break embargo at the same time? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, th- there would have to have to have been some incentive for or or the wor- even worst case scenario is they knew IGN would give them a really good review for so, whatever reason, right? You know, that's the even worse case scenario. Yeah. And I hope they paid. It did, but I hope they paid for it, you know? Right, I right. Because you prefer that. Yeah, the other ones are worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Like you said, it, it's probably worse if they just let it go to IGN because they knew IGN would give it a good review. Yep. Uh, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not more coverage of that. All of that type of thing going on. Well, that, that's their dirty little secret. Yeah. It's that and the exclusive beta codes for a certain site. Where yeah. do you think those come from? Yeah. They're bought and paid for. Hmm. I don't know, but that's an aside. Someday the Thumbstick Athletes will be able to buy those. We will never, ever <laughs> buy those. No, I agree. Uh, well, we, we're never one to break a story. We just report on the story. Or uh, <laughs> we're, we're the... Oh, we're the... the What's the word? Uh, the pundits. We're pundits. We're not. We're not going to break a story, but we'll we'll comment on a story. You know. Yeah. Um. One of the more interesting things that came out of the whole Bioshock Infinite thing was there was a really good Russian cosplayer, um, who did a cosplay of Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite, and she actually ended up landing a job, uh, with. I don't know if it was with the developer or the publisher, but I think she was supposed to go to like events and stuff with. Uh, with with 2k to to play elizabeth you know damn that's cool yeah did you see that she looks exactly like elizabeth in the game i didn't see her no it's it's stunning if you actually if you google bioshock infinite images a lot of them will have like pictures of elizabeth um and then the 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 woman that plays elizabeth oh i see her yeah isn't it like strikingly similar Uncanny. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I did see this. Yeah. I saw the girl, I, the image. I didn't know about the story behind it. But... Yeah, she ended up landing at some sort of a job. I don't know doing what exactly, but she is going to be Elizabeth at. I wonder if she was at PAX East. Did Bioshock she's... have a lot of stuff at she's... PAX East? She's a babe. Yeah. Um, that I don't know. I haven't really been following PAX. It was this weekend, right? Yeah, I followed a little was... bit. I was in a bubble all weekend. Okay. Girlfriend bubble. Oh yeah. yeah. I followed a little bit of the stuff, but we're actually we'll, we'll we'll be talking about that the, this upcoming week's episode. So, Bioshock yeah. cosplay contest at PAX East is the first result I got. Okay, yeah, searching Bioshock in PAX East wouldn't have been her then, because I think she already won because she got a job. So, so yeah, we're all we're all looking forward to Bioshock Infinite. I think it's a game that Eric's gonna like once once he gets gets around to playing it uh, after he beats the first two Bioshock games. Um, because, or maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. He didn't like Dishonored. Well, he didn't really care for Dishonored too much. No, it was. I think I thought it was overrated. That's the game I wanted to 
bring up when we had our $70 game discussion last week. Oh, yeah. That was the one I, I didn't really like from... But it's one I probably would have bought, even if it was $70, because it seemed cool. Yeah, you were excited for it. I was. I was very excited for it. I still need to play it. But You know what? This is an aside as well, but I was really pissed. I went to... Me and my girlfriend went to Blockbuster in her town. They were going out of business, so they had a sale, quote-unquote, and they had video games in there, and it was a used copy of Rage for $30. What? Yeah. Wow. I was like, this is not a deal. But people don't know. Like, people that aren't constantly on the on the lookout for those things wouldn't know and then be like oh i, I heard rage was all right 30 bucks now i'm gonna pick it up yeah whereas on amazon it's probably like 17 dollars yeah for brand they had, a brand they new had, copy they had their dvds there and they were like 10 dollars. i'm like 10 dollars for a dvd that's been watched a hundred times are you kidding me yeah that's that's crazy dvds like cheap dvd new dvds these days new are like five dollars yeah well, no one's buying DVDs anymore. I don't right. even have a DVD player. Uh, you know, you can get Blu-rays for ten dollars if you if was, you know how to search out deals. Yeah, That's, it was ridiculous. That, but, that is crazy. It, but people just assume like, oh, a liquidation sale, everything has to be really cheap, so I might as well just buy it. I'm not going to do any research. Yeah, that's too bad. Were people? Did you go? Oh yeah, were we people, were there. People in there we buying around. a bunch of stuff. There was a lot of people in there. I didn't actually witness anybody buying anything, huh. but. Well, you probably took a few looks, and then was like, I'm getting out of here. You know, the only thing they had a good deal on was, like, the junk food that they have. Oh. They had, like, big bags of uh, Sour Patch Kids for a buck and stuff. Oh. Yeah. They've probably been sitting there for a really long time. (laughs) Six years. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Bioshock Infinite is coming out. Today is the 24th. It's supposed to to launch on the 26th, so Tuesday. Uh, this actually will go up right now, so it, Sunday night at, what, 10 o'clock probably it'll be available. So, yeah, check out Bioshock Infinite. Uh, that'll do it for this ep- this ep- hangover episode. We should, we should say that we're going to do a coverage of the game. Yeah, the yeah, this episode coming up is going to be our Bioshock Infinite episode. Um, Which because... we'll stream live on Thursday. Yep. Uh, right. I think Thursday. I have, actually have to talk to Eric. It'll be Wednesday or Thursday night at usually about 8:30 is when we get started finally. So, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. We'll I'll tweet it as soon as we find out and then uh the day we are going to record out, we'll put it on Facebook, you know, the the time approximately that we're going to start. So, and then, you know, follow our Twitters or the Thumbstick Athletes Twitter and and we all tweet when we start recording. So, that's probably the best way to find out when we record our live episodes. So, you can you can jump in from the the links that we post. So, yeah, that'll do it for this week's uh, Hangover episode. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get off my internet connection. One, two, three.